And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm one of your hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my co-host, Joe DeLeon. Good evening. Good sir. How are we doing tonight? Blake, I almost feel hungover <laughs> from those two oh, games dude, yesterday. First off, first off <laughs> we, we were doing a show so late last night. Oh my I God. actually just went back and viewed it. You know how much I hate like listening to myself. And yeah, I was I'm the like, same. man, I bet I was so bad. It actually wasn't that bad. I, I thought no, it, was, it was great. It was a great show, but yeah, dude, the back-to-back show. games and how stressful the two of them were and close they were. Not actually stressful, but like how close they were and engaging they were. And then for us to do that show after, uh, you you immediately hopped off. But then I went back and edited everything after. I, I legitimately <laughs> feel hungover today. So, well, I, I mean, but it's hey, the best time of the year. I don't I don't care. I'm excited. Hey, at least it's 11 a.m. 11 p.m. On, on the West Coast. It was right. 1 a.m. here for me, okay? And by the way, just throwing this out here, I have two small children who do not sleep at <laughs> 7 o'clock, all right? So, fair, fair. nevertheless, fair. It, we did our review last night uh, of the games, our recap of the games last night. If you didn't see it, you can catch it over on our YouTube channel. But, Joe, we got a, a big preview here today. Mm-hmm. The national championship is upon us next Monday. It will be here. We got Michigan versus uh, Washington. First time in 10 years that there's not an SEC team in this one. It's going to be really fun. I think a lot of people will be engaged in this one because an SEC team is not in there. Nevertheless, we will give you reasons on why Michigan should win or what they have to do to win. Same with Washington. And then we'll give a little preview. Also, Caden Salter, the Liberty quarterback, Mm. Went into the portal. Did you see? By the way, you're probably way too young for this. Do you remember uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. when he played the? Okay, when he played the superhero, the villain Sandbad. Yes. The, did you see the way yes. he his helmet <laughs> and him comparing him to that? So uh, great. We'll also talk about Salter, but we got lots of things to talk about here tonight, Joe. Yeah. Uh, before we hop into it, I I, I feel like my main focus on this game coming up this 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 monday it's really intriguing how there's just two completely different styles between these two teams you know styles make fights is the very common phrase that's brought up when we talk college football they are so different complete polar opposites and i think that that's what's going to make this game either really entertaining or it could end up being a blowout it could be end up being really lopsided because one team's significant strength over the other is going to be so overwhelming that it makes the game lopsided. It's not going to be the TCU Georgia game. Okay. We don't need to relive that. We hope it it could end up being lopsided. We hope it won't be right. But it's interesting. You bring it up because it's going to be the topic that I talk about two completely different styles offensively Mm. Two kind of not remotely, but two different styles defensively. Right, one likes to send pressure, the other will sit back in coverage. But we'll talk about it. And look, I I know that the Washington fans do not like me right now. They want me to pick Michigan. Well, don't tip me, damn it. Okay, but it it, it is a good um, old school offensive mindset to some extent, which uh, Mm. with a lot of new school principles. Okay, the Wilson touchdown, Joe, is just a triple option. Either you give it. You keep it and run, or you going to throw it into the flat to Wilson? Look, man, they're just <laughs> they're just really well coached. I think Sharon Moore caught a great game going back and watching it. I'll talk about that uh, here th- today when when we get to me on on this point. 
Uh, any other guys maybe hitting the portal besides Salter that we might mention just uh, just for throwing it out there? Well, I, I brought it up to you in pre-production. Uh, Nick Skirton uh, also was previously – I don't know. Ah, he, only, he also – he also went as Nick Carraway one time at on on the on the Purdue roster. I don't know what the reasoning for for why he had two different names, but uh, he is somebody who popped on my radar as a draft prospect that I noticed early on in the season. Other people that I talked to in the scouting community have acknowledged how good he is. Similar to Dion Burks, the receiver that was on Purdue, not nationally known, but as soon as he ends up at a big school with a really good defense. He could have a huge impact. I want to see him at Missouri. He right now has a visit to Missouri. He's got one to FSU. If he ended up on that Missouri defense, ooh, man, they could be really good. Yeah, Mizzou, look, man, <laughs> I'm gonna, it's so crazy. A year ago today, we were on the defense of, is Eli Drinkwitz on the hot seat? Now, players mm -hmm. are flying in in droves. Their collective is rolling. You know, when we do all of our teams during the offseason on what we're going to talk about and recapping, dude, we're going to have to talk a little glowingly about Mizzou that I know that you don't like. Yeah. What What, what do you mean? I have always supported Missouri. You I just picked Eli the, Drinkwitz. You said he looks like the, a high the, school chemistry teacher. I The only criticism that I've directed at Missouri like – no, I don't. The only criticism I have directed at Missouri was towards Brady Cook because I thought that he was getting a little bit overhyped compared to his capabilities. And reality ended up setting in for what he was able to do. They had a really good season. I'm excited for their future, but I am not a Missouri hater. There's only one school that I legitimately hate, and I come on this show and I bash, and you know who that is. USA. Yeah. I'm admitted. No one else. I don't hate anyone else. I'm just a realist. Yeah. I mean, look, it is what it is. You know, I, I just, I, I like Mizzou. I like Drinkwitz. Yeah. I think he got a bad pat, uh, bad uh, rap there at the beginning, but they're doing really good now. So let's do this. We got lots to discuss. We got a national championship here to talk about. Joe, really fired up for that myself. And we'll give you both the reasons why Washington should win and why um, uh, Michigan should win. I think it's going to be a good one. Two completely different styles, but we got a lot to get into. Uh, Dylan says, who do you girls have in the natty? We'll talk about that next because we'll, we'll, we will give our um, preview of what we think. So what they have to do to win, preview, and then we'll talk a little uh, a little bit of portal here. All right. Let's talk about our good friends at Bet Online. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. You're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. We got a lot to discuss. It's Natty Talk. We do that next. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline. 
Ag. We're back. They just couldn't seal the deal. That soundbite now goes back to being very funny. Very, very funny. <laughs> Did you? Well, first off, I saw something today about Sark, and I'm not, I don't think I need to come out here and defend Sark, but I saw somebody post a stat. Jimbo Fisher having a better record through three years than uh, Sark did at Texas through the first three years. Jimbo never got to a playoff with a and Yeah. Massive difference. But it also goes to a point that I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. I know that my video got clipped about the last 10 years. Now, the context wasn't – was taken out of – it was – they completely took out the context. A&M still, from a win-loss record the last 10 years, has more wins than Texas does. Yeah. So, so again, this program, from a win-loss perspective, has been better. So, now, does Sark have them moving in the right direction? Yes. You know, they're going into the SEC. Let's see how they do in year one in the SEC. I think it's going to be a little bit tougher for them, clearly, uh, in the SEC. But I'm not – I'm going to punt on – like. Get that out of my face about him comparing him and Jimbo Fisher for the current moment. I I also want to – I know that we're going to get into this preview, but I also have to add in there, I I don't think them getting to the playoff necessarily constitutes them as being back. Texas is not back yet just because – Big 12 was really down, man. Big 12 was really down. It was a really shit year for the Big 12, and that was what I said coming into this game. They were the least tested team out of any of the teams. The only tough – you know, tough matchups they had were Alabama and Oklahoma, and they lost to Oklahoma. So, I, yeah, they had a good season. Are they back to where they were before when they were constantly in national championship conversations? No, absolutely not. It's one good season. And they didn't even win their playoff game. So, you know, th- th- there's not that much to really give them credit for. Right. And, and I agree with that. Look, I mean, the bottom line is, is that they are moving in a direction that they have not been in. They're recruiting at a really high level. I, they're only going to get better. I do think that Quinn Ewers does not give them the best ability to win, which is something I, I think I'll talk about during the offseason. I don't think it's the time. I do kind of think they maybe should have moved on from him, but he can develop and get better. He, you cannot replace his experience. I understand Sark not wanting to move on him, move on from him and go with Manning, but – we got a lot, a lot of yeah. time to talk yeah. about that yeah. uh, in the offseason. One thing, Joe, that we obviously are going to be talking about at least this week, and I'm sure even going into next week, is this national title game between Michigan and Washington. So today we're going to do what we believe both both teams should do to win. Let's, let's start with Michigan, though, because they are the number one seed. Let's go in chronological order like we did last week. What do you believe that Michigan has to do to win the national title? I think the most glaring and obvious one, and this is really, it's a very cliche thing to say that when we talk about a a team facing a a high-tempo, electric passing attack, you got to control the time of possession. But the reasoning is obvious from what we saw that happened last night. When Texas ran the football was when they were the most successful. And when they got away from that and they tried to get too cute and they tried to do all these different things, that was what forced them to play catch-up at the end of that game. Washington's run defense has been porous at times this year. And all the teams that have lost to them have failed 
to continue to lean on their run game. Washington has not faced a run game this good. They have not faced uh, a unique and creative rushing attack like this Michigan one. So for Michigan to win this game and to position themselves and why they would win this game is if they just play the way that they did against Alabama. Lean on your backs. Lean on Corum. Lean on Donovan Edwards. Incorporate J.J. McCarthy as a rusher when needed. Don't try to open things up for whatever stupid reason just because you go down 10 points. That is how you get caught like Texas did, like Oregon did, and like everyone else before them did. So, again, it sounds cliche, but stick with your guns. Run the damn ball. I 1,000% agree. I do think that Michigan can get home after what I just saw them do because I still think that Michigan had some question marks. Look, I know that you played Ohio State. I know you played Penn State, but you did it against – like. You know, David Cohen, our good buddy who played quarterback at Michigan, was on his show today, and he said something like, hey, man, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, you beat the man, right? Like, whatever whatever you believe and think about the University of Alabama and Nick Saban and, oh, Jalen Milrow sucked or whatever your take is, okay, you got to beat the man. That is the man. Beating them gets you over the hump, okay, gets you to the national title game. But, Joe – I 1,000% agree. We talked about this last night. You can't abandon the running game on Washington because they're going to – you can run on them over and over and over again. And and it's why – I'm not going to make my pick yet, but it's why I think Harbaugh's not going to overreact, I don't think. He didn't overreact in a big stage against Alabama. They stayed to their game plan. They stayed within themselves. And, Joe, even going into when they were down and they needed a drive to go in there, they didn't. They couldn't get Blake Corm on the ground. He was, you know, look, there at the end of the fourth quarter, they couldn't get enough of a push. He was getting stopped. Joe, they put him out in the flat, and they throw it to him on fourth and two, the most critical down of the entire game, not conceding the last play that Alabama had. They found ways to implement the running game, even throwing it out in the flat on that fourth and two. That's when I when we talk about styles making fights, I'm really interested to see because I think you you hit the nail on the head with one thing. Michigan has to win the time of possession. If this game gets into 35, 38 plus points, Michigan will not win. You cannot get in a shootout with this team. And because look, defensively, I still do not believe that they have the dudes on the outside that can cover this three-headed behemoth at wide receiver. I don't think that there's anybody that was in this playoff, we talked about this for a month, that has the dudes, maybe Alabama could have done it because they do have dudes in their secondary. Regardless of that, Joe, they do, I don't know if Michigan has the dudes in the secondary to cover, to cover that three-headed monster. Time of possession will be key. Don't get out of your game plan. Be what you you, ever, you remember the movie Aladdin and the genie yeah. comes out and he's giving him advice about what he should do uh, with Jasmine. He's trying to you know make Jasmine his wife and Robin Williams as genie turns into a bee and he goes be yourself. That's all that I want to like when I think about Michigan and winning this football game. It's like what uh, what the movie Aladdin said: be yourself. That's it. That was not a reference. I thought that we were going to get on this show, but uh, you. I, I mean, you, I could you, make another reference, like our guy over at Always Irish who keeps coming after me. 
Just throwing this out there. You sucks. sound like you paired off of, off of Aladdin, but you know. That guy sucks. Um, look, one other part of this too that you, you, you kind of hinted at here with Michigan secondary, we watched Marvin Harrison Jr. pop off. And now I know that you beat Ohio State, but Washington's got three guys that are going to be hard to cover and to keep up with. That is going to be difficult. At the end of the day, in line with what I'm talking about here, you're saying be yourself. Trying to make too many adjustments and too many anticipations for how can we counter and slow down this passing attack? Everyone's tried to do that, and it hasn't freaking worked. It has not been successful for all these teams that have tried to slow down Washington's passing attack. And the only thing that has slowed it down was the freaking flu. That was the only thing that slowed down their ability to throw the football. Time of possession is critical. Controlling the tempo and the pace of the game is critical. Keeping the ball out of their hands is going to be critical. You're realistically not going to keep them from scoring. They're going to find ways to score. Yes, you can get one stop or two stops here or there, but the less amount of possessions that they have is going to set you up to win this football game. That's a big reason why I think Michigan could find themselves with a serious edge here because there's not a better team in the country that has been more creative at running the football and when things aren't working, as you're talking about here in the Alabama game, when things weren't working, they found other ways to get the ball in the hands of their backs to pick up yards when they needed. They found the hot hand with Corum, and they kept relying on him. Doing that will find you a victory in this game. It's all going to come down to the time of possession. They have to win by, I'm going to throw out a number, 35 minutes, I would say, is what the goal should be for the time of possession in this game minimum you need to beat them by a whole five minutes because they can score so quickly well and you know <clears throat> what's crazy is that's exactly what washington did to texas like people yeah. don't realize that's the 100 they have a good tempo capability too which is why you got to keep it away from them <laughs> you got to keep them away from them because look washington a lot like and they got compared a lot last night to 2019 lsu when you have an offense like that what makes them so dangerous Joe, they, now we're going to find out the status of Johnson. Let's see what, you know, what's going on with him. I, I heard some things, but, you know, let, let, let's see what goes on with Johnson, their running back. But, Joe, they can throw it on you. They can go up tempo. They can run it on you, play time of possession. It, you, you just – you got to keep it away from them. But one thing I will say, okay, about this game, I don't think that – I love the amount of touches that you gave Blake Corum. I know he ran the ball 19 times, okay? But because I think that you're going to get more possessions because of how Washington scores and wants to do things, Corum had 19 carries, and then he only had, and he had two catches. I think you're going to have to even be more creative on how you get him involved. But I also want to see what – J.J. McCarthy can do with his legs. I thought, you know, I, I really during the game last night, I was thinking to myself like, hey, man, these little, these little, you know, power outside zone power runs with J.J. McCarthy are working on a really fast Alabama defense. Well, the way that I just kept thinking about all day, Joe, is if you can do that against Bama, you're 1,000% going to be able to do that against Washington, mm. okay? Mm. So I want to see them get a little bit more creative there in the run game with McCarthy. I know you don't want to get him hurt. You want to keep him upright. He's coming off an injury, but I also want to see that. Uh, any other thoughts uh, about what you want to think from Michigan on why they or how or what they need to do to win? 
Yeah, I think uh, the biggest one for me in the final piece here is what we talked about with Texas where you, you couldn't turn the ball over if you're Texas. You couldn't have those fumbles. Uh, you, you couldn't have unfinished drives. Michigan can get away with not putting points on the board on some of these drives. Well, we think I they think can. That that's fine. Right. Well, think I think can. that's I think that that's fine because you're realistically you're going to have some really successful defensive plays where you're going to get a big stop. You're going to have a successful blitz like we saw in the Alabama game, but you can't turn the ball over plain and simple. You cannot turn the ball over against this Washington team and expect to win. I, I feel like I'm bringing up just a lot of really simple football principles here, but because of how effective they are at capitalizing on opponents' mistakes, you have to play a clean football game. Offensively, they were really clean against Alabama. The special teams miscues almost cost them. They can't do that in this game as well. All of that stuff, mistake-free, no turnovers, no muff punts. J.J. McCarthy can't do that stupid shit where he tries to throw the ball out of bounds on the first play and throws it right to God, uh, you know, right to the defender. About that. Like, so I forgot on. it happened until this well, morning. I, I, I do want to bring up a point. They blew that call. If you go and look it up, I was listening to an NFL. I was listening to an NCAA and NFL official today. A mm -hmm. defender does not have to be in possession, like meaning he does not have to be in to be the first one to touch it. I don't know. You know, I how, think that you know how I know. You know how I know that. How? Because it literally happened against Alabama earlier this year. Earlier this year, there was an interception thrown. I think it was Tennessee, or I, I forget the I forget the game. Maybe it was Kentucky. That a defender was out of bounds. Okay, did not come and reestablish himself, and went back inbounds, caught a pass, and was down. And they maybe gave that was the, the wrong. Maybe that was the wrong call at the time. Well, I, the it, whole play was stupid, though. It the was whole the whole was thing. Wrong. Yeah. Insane. Anyway, okay. My final thing is the, the thing that you mentioned there at the end. Brother, it, it, look, I, I'm just going to tell you. Okay, you said, I know I don't want to be cliche with the turnovers and all this kind of stuff. Dude. Not truth to it. No, but it's more truth. It's You can turn the ball over against Alabama because your defense can make a stop against that offense. Everybody knew. Even we talked about it, Joe. Nobody thought that Alabama was going to run. Now, I did say they'd clap their cheeks, but I did say about 10 points. Whatever. No one thought you were going to beat them by 30. You, we knew you were going to get stops, okay? The bottom line is, is if you have those special teams mishaps against Washington, you, dude, mm. they've been doing it all year. You cannot give Michael Penix in this offense more, more possessions. That's how you'll lose the game. So, we talked about how you will win. You better clean up special teams. Yeah, absolutely. I can't can't figure out your snapper situation. That kid can't do what he did in that game. Do you have any eligibility left? No, no, I don't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't take you anyway. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, 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 you know, Washington fans. I'll talk about this in the next segment. They do not want me to pick them. Go big blue. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm just messing. I hadn't made my pick yet. All right. Give us a reason, so we'll we'll get into the watching one. So, Joe, we just talk, talked about our reasons for why Michigan will – or what they have to do to win. Let's go over to Washington. I'll kick it back over to you to start off. This has been your team, and look, I'll give you credit, all right? 
I make I make jokes all the time, but I got to give credit where credit's due. In the preseason, you said that this team would play for a national title. And I, I will admit, you took a lot of heat from a lot of people, okay, when you said that in August. Well, here you go, man. Here's your flowers. You picked this team to be in the national in the national title game. Here we are. Since it's your, been your team all year, what do you think about the Washington Huskies? What did they have to do to win? We illustrated this, what we were just talking about on the Michigan side of things. Their secondary, very few secondaries in college football, are good enough to keep up with Washington. It's just an impossible task when you have three guys that are going to go on to be top 100 NFL draft picks, whether it's this class or the following draft. All of those guys in the Texas game, we watched, even though they were really closely covered against Texas, they actually, there were a lot of plays where there was really good coverage. They are all so good. Polk McMillan and Adunze are all so good at making these highly contested concentration catches in important situations. You have to be aggressive. And I think Washington has always been aggressive. Why I am very in on them, and I know we're going to get to like our actual solid prediction, but their aggressiveness is going to pay off in this game against a team with a, a good secondary, but not an elite one. Get the ball out quick. Do not allow that defensive line to tee off on you. They're going to try and send pressure like they did against uh, Jalen Milrow. Penix is so good in the pocket. He is so good at maneuvering in and out of pressure and getting away from guys. Be aggressive. Get the ball out quick. Don't take any sacks. That, to me, is the biggest thing for Washington. All right. So I I'm actually going to revert to something that we just talked about with Michigan and what Michigan's got to do. Last night, Washington had the time of possession, won the time of possession 36 to 20, okay? Believe it or not, Joe, they ran the ball, okay, 31 times in that game. They threw it 39. I don't know what the, st the status of Johnson is. Now, taking him being out would be a massive blow. It didn't look good there at the end. Washington fans will probably let us know in the comments what what's going on with him. Dude, I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to run the football in this really good defensive front that, that Michigan has. They have one of the better front sevens in the country, number one total defense in the country, or number two total defense in the country. I don't know if you don't abandon it. I, I don't know if in the first half that you just don't click completely abandon trying to play Michigan's game. Don't play into what exactly that they want to do, right? Like, don't play into trying to win the time of possession game. Dude, I think you got to make this one high scoring and, and see if J.J. McCarthy can go blow for blow with Michael Penix. I, I think Washington's clearly got the better quarterback in this game. Clearly. I don't know if you just don't go out there and go full abandon. Attack their weaknesses. Attack those mm -hmm. boundary corners. And I don't want to say F the running game. But there's parts of me that kind of wants to say, do exactly – you're getting compared to LSU 2019. What did that team do early against a really good front seven in Clemson? Joe Burrow came out there throwing that bitch like it was nobody's business. Yeah. I'm not saying to abandon the running game. What I'm saying is – don't play into the style that they want you to. You got three receivers that will eat. Joe, we predicted this for a month. Texas was a hunt or 97th in the country in passing yards allowed. This defense has not seen anything like this. 
Michigan has not seen this kind of offense all year long. They, I don't know if their season has prepared them for what Washington has on the outside. With all of that being said, with all of that being said, there's going to be a tale of two halves in this game, clearly, with, after halftime. Pound them through the air, get the ball out, make this defense run, and then come back in midway through the third quarter and fourth quarter and do what you do. Bleed the clock, run the football. That's what, they, that's what they've done all year, okay? I went on PFF today. Joe, did you know that they throw the ball nearly 67% of the time in the first half? 67% of the time. Ask me what it is in the second half. What is it? Dead nam- damn near 50-50. It's 55-45. So that has been their game plan all year long. <laughs> Go out there and let, let your boys eat. Let the receivers eat because they're not going to – I'm telling you, they are not going to stop you. Now, Washington fans hate me. They hate my guts, okay? Rightfully so. <laughs> I have papooed on them. Yes, team for a long time. Now I think that you have. Now that you're here with this team, you have the ability to take it all. You just got. You got it. You cannot take away your big. Your Michigan's biggest weakness is their boundary secondary. Your biggest strength is what you have on the outside. I think you're hitting the nail on the head here with, um, and it goes in line with what I was just saying a second ago. You have to, and you have this opportunity and this advantage of going up against a quarterback. And I'm sorry, Michigan fans. I'm sorry to be very blunt here and say this. J.G. McCarthy, and this shouldn't be a hot take, is nowhere near the level of quarterback that Michael Penix is. J.G. McCarthy being asked to throw the ball 30-plus times a game and play catch-up is not going to end well. He is best suited when the pressure is off his shoulders and when he can just be an auxiliary part of the offense. Not the, the the main act. He is not the guy that is going to be the main act in the offense. I love that you're saying here, one, be aggressive, but try and score as quickly as possible. Try and score as much as possible. Get the ball down the field, attack downfield, take as many shots as you can. I think that if you don't have Dylan Johnson, it is going to be a futile effort trying to pick up yards on the inside, doing any type of running because he's your best back. And without him, it's going to be even harder. They had a tough time trying to run the ball up the middle against that interior group that Texas has. And if they had trouble against them, they're going to have trouble against Michigan. Michigan's defensive line is better and deeper than Texas's defensive line. Not by a significant margin, but they are better. But if you get caught up trying to run the ball, like you said, take shots. Just keep taking shots throughout this game. And they're best suited to do that. That, to me, is the biggest advantage for Washington in this game, Blake, is the fact that they have such an advantage over their secondary. Well, Frost in the comment, uh, somebody in the comment section just says if they're better than Marvin Harrison Jr. Where I don't know if Roma Dunze is better than Marvin Harrison Jr., it doesn't matter. Because what Marvin Harrison Jr. and Ohio State didn't have, they did not have the weapons. At least, Ohio, let me back up. Ohio State has a really good wide receiver core. They don't have a guy like Michael Penix in a system that's getting them the football like that. You, you know what? Lockdown Roma yeah. Dunze. You know what's going to happen? Ask Oregon what's going to happen. 
One, well, that, that, call up Dan Lanning, call 1-800-SAVE-A-HO, okay, if you're Harbaugh, and ask Dan Lanning what happens when you take away Roma Dunze in the first half. Joe, Joe, the first play of the game, or the first series of the game, who they didn't go to a Dunze. They didn't go to McMillan. They went to Polk for the 70-yard bomb, okay? Yeah. They literally play bracket coverage on McMillan. They play pr- bracket coverage on a Dunze. And what did Polk do? Said Nanana Boo Boo, here I come. Okay, you do. I am telling you, Michigan to me, at least from what I've seen. Okay, they do not have the dudes on the boundary that can lock up these dudes for four quarters. Now, can they make it 50 50? Can they challenge them more than other teams have? Maybe so. That 1000% that could happen, but I have not seen it yet. I've seen Maryland, I've seen Ohio State win on you. You have not faced an offense that will attack you like this. You haven't seen a quarterback like this. You just haven't seen a wide receiver core. But I've been taking a lot of criticism about what I've said about this offensive line for Washington. I'm just going to tell you <laughs> what I'm wh- – all right, you're about to see. You're about you're about to see because Joe, a position that I've played for 13 years of my life, five of it being okay, with a bad left knee toward the ACL twice. All right. I'm just telling you, Michigan can send four and get home. Yes. I'm done. I'm done. Yes. You're gonna be exposed to what other teams have seen, okay. All right, you don't have what – all right, whatever. I'm just going to be quiet. Well, uh, no, no, I, look, I understand what you're trying to say here. Texas's defensive line is not better than Michigan's in my eyes. I, I think that from end to end, all of the guys that they rotate in are better than Texas's. But Texas still has arguably a top 10, top 5 defensive line in college football. One of the best defensive lines. And yes, they got home. They made some plays uh, in in short yardage areas, and and they were able to get in Penix's face a little bit. The way that they played against Texas, I think, effectively prepares them for this matchup with Michigan. Will it be more of a challenge? Yes, it will be a more difficult battle for them to deal with because it's a deeper, more talented group. But at the end of the day, the way that they stepped stepped up against Texas, I have all the confidence in the world that they're going to be fine against Michigan. Sure, are they going to get a sack on Penix, and, and are they going to, you know, maybe force some sort of a turnover or an errant throw that leads to a three and out or something? It's going to happen. They're going to get home, but as long as they play seventy-five percent of their best game, that's enough for them to survive and win it. I don't think they're going to hold up. I, I think this is going to be the toughest, toughest challenge that they faced. It's it's a tough from an offensive line's standpoint. Okay, it's the toughest challenge that they face. I will give them this. Did really well against Dallas Turner. Okay, I mean not Dallas yeah. Turner. Um, no, Dallas Turner was non-existent in that. In that no, game. but they didn't play. Oh, um, you're saying? Oh, you're saying with Washington against? Washington. Uh, you're talking about Anthony Hill? I'm talking about Anthony Hill. Number zero for Texas. Yes. Yeah. Who I thought had been a really good pass rusher and done some really good things all year long. Okay. Do you remember him having an impact? Joe, they didn't give up a sack. 
All right. No. That would be the one weakness that I would that I would say. Here's another thing, too. We're gonna have to start talking a little bit more about Kalen DeBoer. Uh I mean, he's what 113 and 11 as a head coach? So something ridiculous like that, yeah. 113 and 11. Washington, you better milk everything that you got out of this guy now. No pause, because somebody that has a little bit more money than you will come calling. Well, see, I really don't think that he's going to leave, or Joe, I, I, Joe. I really don't think that he's going to go anywhere. Because, okay, and I get me, that, I understand that. Hypothetical but, question. Wait, wait, wait. They're going to the Big Ten that has a massive TV contract. There is going to be a lot of money floating around for them to pay to keep him. I really do not think that there is going and, and also by the way, the level of success that he is having right now with low four stars and high three star prospects is it, it's commendable. Okay. It's amazing what he's done. He's but got pause. no ties to any regions or anything. Okay, we'll, we'll pause. I'm just gonna use this school as an example. If Florida fires Billy Napier and they got to get this one right, and this guy has a let's just say for argument's sake, he has a 10 win year next year. Okay, and he's 123 and 14. Okay, Florida will come calling. But why the hell, if I'm Kalen DeBoer, after watching all of these coaches fall on their face and then be criticized and, and crucified because by the Kalen fan base DeBoer, and the national? Kalen DeBoer is nothing compared to what Florida has hired. Dude, they hired Sun Belt Billy Napier. But if they would, if he wins the national championship at Washington, why would I? If I'm Kalen DeBoer, why would I leave Washington with a national championship? At least say they don't even win it with a national championship appearance under my belt. If I was able to get there with Washington and play as good as they did and, and turn a you know a Heisman candidate guy and and, and into a first round pick and all that, why would I leave a good foundation that I've built somewhere and I've proved that I can win there and then jump and go to a team that has had not any foundation, any consistency, any success. I, I don't think that there are a lot of options that would incentivize Kalen DeBoer to leave. I, I really don't. We'll see. We'll see. All right, you want to get to our preview, our actual preview of the game, what we think is going to happen? Yep. All right, yep. go ahead, and then we'll get, to the, we'll get to the home field apparel in just a minute. At the end of the All day, right, I let, have me, to let, me, let me lead us into this so you can make a great clip. You ready? Okay. Okay, okay. you ready? Here we go. So, Joe, we just got done giving our two keys for what team, what each team has to do in the national championship to win. Now let's give our actual preview of the game. What do you think is going to happen in this game, in this national championship coming up on Monday? I have to. I would be the biggest asshat in the world if I didn't continue to ride the Huskies. I, they, have been the, they, have been, they have been the vibes play for me all year long. They have found ways to win their gamers – even when their backs are up against the wall like we saw in the Texas game, they have found ways to win. The ball has just always seemingly bounced their way. More importantly that than that and deeper than that, I'm going with Washington for what we discussed here with that secondary issue. Michigan has a good secondary. Will Johnson is going to be a top 50 NFL draft pick. They've got some good players in that secondary. But at the end of the day, nobody has successfully slowed down any of those three receivers. And I don't believe that Michigan has anybody on the outside that is going to be able to slow down all three of those guys. You might slow down two of them. One guy is going to get open. And that is where the leak, 
turns into a flood, which leads to a 400-yard passing day like we saw from Penix in the in the first round of this, this playoff. Washington is just too explosive, and because Michigan, as good as they've been and as good as they could be in this game, they do not have the facilities, the capability that if they go down by 10 points and it's the middle of the third quarter to surge back and score quickly. Texas barely had enough to do that and to get back into the game, and they still couldn't do it. Michigan just does not have the guys. They don't have the playmakers that if they go down by a little bit, this game could be over. All right. I mean, I'm not going to combat that. Okay. I, I don't think that you're, I don't think every point that you just made is, is wrong in my, in my opinion, in my view. I don't, I don't know if this game got into a track meet if they could keep up. Like, I, I do think that Michael they can't Pitts, at all. There's no shot that they can keep well, up. Well, but here's the problem with that I think they can make more stops than anybody that they've seen because of the pass rush. Right. I, I, I really do think that, I, I can't I can't necessarily envision Michigan not getting home to, to Penix. This, if I'm not mistaken, this Washington O-line has only given up 12 sacks all year. I would not be surprised if they gave up four in a national title game and was able to make more stops than maybe, maybe that they're previously uh, or they had previously done to them, like against Oregon or whoever it may be. Okay. All I will say is, is Joe. I tend to like to lean, all right, to the team that can control the clock and run the ball better because I do still think that Washington's defense does have leaks and issues, right? Like, there's a reason that they're in the hundreds when it comes to total yards allowed, passing yards allowed. They're still in the 120s. I, I, there, there's still some leakage there. Like, our eyes aren't deceiving us on how bad that they have been. That secondary, that front seven at times has been leaky. I, Joe, I, I, I do think that JJ McCarthy is a better overall quarterback than Quinn Ewers. Sorry, I, I do. Yeah, okay, I hot take. I, it's they're not. They're both hot, mediocre. It's not a hot take whatsoever. Why? But some people are going to make that a hot take. I think Harbaugh on this team is poised. I think they were down and they came back and they and they fought back and tied the game. And when it mattered most, they hadn't handed it off to their best their best player, being honest with you, and Blake Corm and he scores. And, and, and I'm not gonna pick just yet, but I do tend to lean Michigan. Of course you do. Of course you do. Well, Look, what, let, me, let me can I give you the reason why? Can yeah. I give you my reasoning why? Yeah. I have poo-pooed on Washington all year. And I so am doubling one down. And four. I am one and four against Washington this year. The only time I picked them to win was against Utah. Michigan, this is the best thing that Washington can. Oh, you're oh, you're lame. You're so you're basically trying to say that, like, oh, Washington fans, you should be happy that I'm that I'm picking against you. You better you, you should be you should be glad. But I do still believe I, I do still believe that there's an avenue clearly for Michigan to win. Joe, if they hold on to the ball for 35 minutes, if they get that running game going, they're they're going to be right there. Because again, I I still don't think I think what you brought up was the most interesting thing. 
I did not think that Michigan would have five sacks and a half on a Nick Saban football team. I, I, I really didn't. Now, in the second half, they got home once, okay? Like, they cleaned things up. But that defense is really good. Like, that front seven is really good. And, and my question becomes, if this is the best front seven that they've seen, then what? Can they get but, home? Can they get Penix to the ground? I, and can they run the football effectively? I, I think at the end of the end of the day, though, there has they've at least faced good defensive lines that are not far off from Michigan's. I, I don't think that there is this massive line of separation between Oregon's defensive line and Michigan's, Texas's defensive line and Michigan's, Utah's defensive line and Michigan's. Yes, Michigan is the best one that they're going to face, but they've at least been physically tested by dominant, well coached front sevens before they they faced those challenges before this season michigan on the other hand has not seen anything remotely close to the offense that they're about to face off with they have no idea no idea if they have the secondary to keep up with them they have no idea if that defensive line is going to be able to get home against one of the best decision-making quarterbacks in college football michael Penix has the best awareness and decision-making at the position one of the best you know what are you giggling about? Because we just got a super chat. See, Blake, don't you dare pick UW. Stay on that side. They don't. They don't want me to pick them. Yeah, I mean, well, by the way, so I did the opposite. I can now admit this afterwards. I deliberately picked Alabama because every time I picked against them, they won. So I realized. <laughs> yeah, if you I were picked them for Michigan so means- damn hard. Pause. Oh yeah. Oh, look at my look at my whole Twitter uh, feed. Everything right. was about rooting for Michigan. No, I did that on purpose, and you know anyone can claim whatever. Look, I'm just going to reiterate this though. Michigan does, has never seen anything like this, and every time that we think an opposing team is going to be able to slow down Washington, we're very rudely awakened. Well. On on the flip side, every time that or this time when we thought that Harbaugh couldn't get over the hump, we were wrong. Well, he's only he's only I, I won mean, look, one big game though. This is the only like one no, big postseason game. I mean, Penn State's still a big game. Ohio State's still a big postseason game. postseason game. This is the okay. only like notable postseason game that he has won. I mean, he's, so, but here's the thing though: he's still played and gotten to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like we're we're acting like Harbaugh hasn't been lost in, though. Sure, to his brother. The lights went out, okay? Like, sure, with Colin Kaepernick, I might add. All I'm saying is we let's not act as if that he hasn't been there, right? Like, the Super Bowl is just as big of a, of a moment and a platform and everything else. The whole take on Harbaugh, oh, he chokes in the postseason. Uh, yeah, okay, I, I, I'm with you. But at the same time, like, the dude's played for or coached for a Super Bowl. He just beat Bama. And Joe, for all we know, for all we know right now, this time next week, we could be coming out here and saying to ourselves, like, hey, man, like, Michigan's got to do everything they can to keep Jim Harbaugh, right? Like, you can't get away from him because he's a national champion. And, and Joe, they're going to do anything they can. I would not be surprised if they got get, went up to $15 million to keep him now. I, I really wouldn't. Well, it's not going to matter. Because he's not going to win a national championship. And he's just going to be a runner-up. And then he's going to go to the Chargers. Washington will win this football game. You said a second ago that you tend to lean on the teams that can control the tempo, can, can you know, 
run the ball as well as they do. This isn't 2000, though. This is 2024. What teams can we look at? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Who won the last two national titles? It was Georgia. What did they do? What did they do? What did they do? They ran the ball and they played good defense, but okay. those defenses Stop. were a lot better than this Michigan one. Okay. More okay. importantly, let's Stop. look at some of the other teams. Wait, wait, let's look at some of the other teams that have won national championships. LSU is an explosive but they can control the attack. Clock. That's what Ohio I was State say. was an explosive passing attack. No, 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 no. Don't get that thing. Don't get that shit twisted. What people get, get twisted about, like that 2019 LSU team, Joe, they mm-hmm. will they will milk the shit out the clock if you let them. Burrow would not allow it to happen. Washington could do it too if they need to. They just made a couple stupid decisions that were unrelated to milking the clock. Stingley, Grant Delpit, Patrick Queen. They also had nine dudes on that defense that got drafted and are right now starters. Like, again, I get what you're trying to say here, but don't act as if that this old school style of football can't win. Wait, Joe. I'm I'm not saying that it can't, but my argument here is that when we, I have used that 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 conversation point before too. I have said the same exact thing, and I've made the same statement that these old school run the football type of teams are are, are just what's going to help you win. But I feel like every time that we talk about that with a Michigan and an Alabama and and Georgia and all these teams, we wasted so much time talking about them. We didn't even bother to pay attention to the things that Washington has done. They're so unique, is what has made them so difficult to stop. And it feels like. Most years, except for the two Georgia teams, the teams that have won the national championship have had unbelievable, ridiculous offenses, elite receivers, good quarterback play. I get what you're saying. Let me just let me just add on to this at the end because we got two super chats in here. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I I I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. Like I, I do agree that that is an easy possibility that can happen. Okay. But I also understand that it's an easy possibility that I will, we look up into the fourth quarter and Blake, Cor- Blake Corum's got 18 rushes for 155 yards and two scores. Like, I, I think that that's also as easy, big of a possibility, right? Like, <laughs> hey, man, hey, that they can run the football on this defense, and I think that you know that. I like, know, I do. I do. Because, look, don't let – Joe, don't let what Texas did in abandoning the run discredit that this team is leaky in that in the run game. No, the, I know that they are, but I I just like if they go down and score, all it takes is one, one or two bad Michigan drives. Get, I don't think Harbaugh will get rattled like Sark did. I don't think he will either. But Look, that's but, why I think they won't abandon the running game because yeah, but it, they're they're not going to be perfect though on every single drive. Sure, I, I don't. I didn't say. God bless. I didn't say that. I know. I know. I know you didn't. I, my my whole point is that even if they run the ball well, they still have to play defense. Sure, but the te- teams that normally teams that normally control the tempo, Joe. Because let me tell you something. If you get a well rested Michigan defense, that hey man. Our offense just had a six-minute drive. We've been on the we've been on the sideline. Let's say they deferred the second half. They have the last possession of the first half. They deferred. Okay, they get the ball back coming out of halftime, and that defense hasn't played for thirty minutes and is well rested. Then what? So there, there are you know what you know who exactly that happened to? Literally, Michigan yesterday. 
you want to know how Alabama came back? They kicked a field goal. The yeah. defense was on the sidelines for well over 35 minutes of real actual time. They come back. Joe, what happened in the third quarter? They got blanked. They got blanked, okay, in the third quarter. They had 23 total yards in the third quarter, did Michigan. So they well, just- wait, wait, I, but I, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I feel like that that bad third quarter is proof that they're going to stall at some no. point, and if they stall, they can't catch up. But you know who else that happened to until the very end? Who? Washington. How did Texas come back from 14 down? They made a bunch of stupid dipshit, very simple stupid dipshit mistakes. It, 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 it's not like they could – they ran the clock down. They ran the clock down as far as they could run the clock down. They did an effective job of it, despite their limitations of running the ball. And they did it. They couldn't help the fact that uh, Dylan Johnson had to come off and the clock had to get stopped because of that. And then on top of that, their dumbass long snapper running into the kick returner. That, those are simple, simple mistakes that would never happen in another football game. They can be simple all they want to be, but when you continue to make them throughout the year, they don't, they're not simple anymore. No. Uh, Wicked Bronco Production says Blake sends a twenty dollars super chat. Says Blake, aren't you worried at all about how bad LSU looked versus a trash Wisconsin team? And your important opt outs were Daniels and Neighbors. They didn't look bad on offense. Um, it was LSU all defense. defense. Yeah, it was so bad they brought Wisco's Wisco's offense to the twenty first century seventy five season for twenty twenty four. I'm not. They got a lot of question marks. I, I Wicked, you're not going to come in here and, and hurt my feelings. They got a lot of question marks defensively that they got to answer. Um, so, yeah, I, but, again, we've seen Garrett Nussmeyer for two halves now. The first half that he or, – or, or a full game and a half. The last time that we saw him in real, real, real true action, I know maybe the end of Bama, was against Georgia, and he threw for 300 yards and a half against a national champion. This one, he throws for 395. Offensively, I think Brian Kelly has gotten things rolling there. It's just so – they're so bad on defense that, mm. look, it, it, it is what it is. Um, he also says, a $20 Super Chat, Joe, I'll let you answer this one. He says, Michigan's defense is overrated because they trash uh, – they play trash offenses. Number one top ten offense in college football that Michigan played Washington would be the number one defense if they played Rutgers Bowling Green every week too. JJ is overrated. He, I, I I disagree with that because like if if you watch the Michigan games, the way that they played, the way that they beat the hell up on every offense that they played and they smothered them, it, it was the same thing that they did, they did against Alabama. They smothered Jalen Milrow. Yes, he picked up some nice plays, but they got after his ass. They did that against everybody that they played, and some mainly ex- was a bad, bad decision making by Milro, but most of it was them just getting beat. Yes, the best example for me is Penn State because Penn State's offense wasn't bad. It, it actually statistically was one of the better offenses in the Big Ten. It was probably one of the best, and Drew Allar has looked good, but they turned a guy who was looking good and improving on a week to week basis and made him look like a freshman, like made him look like a true freshman who's never been taken a snap before. He looked horrible. He looked panicked. They are, they're very dominant. We we can't discount Michigan at all. Very, very, very true. Very true. All right. You want to get to this Caden Salter and the portal thing very quickly before we get out of here? Yeah, let's hit it really quick. 
Okay, so Caden Salter, the Liberty quarterback, announced today that he'll be entering the transfer portal. A uh, really good year. Look, they ran up against a buzzsaw. Buzzsaw did Liberty uh, against Oregon, but Salter had a really good year. Joe ran for over a thousand yards at a thousand eighty-nine yards to the best rushing offense in the country. Twenty-eight hundred and seventy-six passing yards, thirty-two touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, you said in pre-production when we talked about this that you felt that uh, that Auburn would just be like feel so good for him because both teams look he wants to advance where he's at Auburn needs a quarterback so desperately yeah uh, Salter's one of those guys that you know in the scouting community his name gets brought up a lot now it's not so much that he's going to be a, a first round pick per se if he stayed at Liberty probably wouldn't have but him going to a better opportunity to play in a more NFL preparing offense is is I would assume what he's going to be looking for he's good enough to go play at Auburn he did a lot of really good things that nobody paid attention to because he was playing at Liberty. And he made some really good throws against Oregon, but because of the limitations that, that they had, the lack of receivers, lack of offensive line, lack of running back talent, they were limited against Oregon. I, I would imagine that Auburn's going to make the most sense. I mean, they still need a quarterback. How hard is it for Hugh Freeze just to quickly pick up the phone and be like, hey, bud, you know, come home. I recruited you, got you to leave Tennessee to come play for me. You want to play in the SEC again? We're going to go, you know, do some damage next year. And I, I think it'd be pretty easy to, to convince him. You know, look, I'm going to continue to say this. And thank you, Jake. Uh, okay. He does have something in there. We'll get to that in just one quick okay. second. Just one thing on, on this from me. If I'm Ohio State, I'm picking up the phone call. I'm picking up the phone. You need a quarterback. You need one now. I don't think that you start Air Nolan and things just get miraculously better. So, yeah, that kid in the in that ball game. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, the, you, you're gonna. You need to go through the portal. You need to go through the portal because look, I thought Cam Ward was an option. Cam Ward's going to the NFL draft, and, and I think that kid's gonna be a late, late, late round pick, and somebody's gonna absolutely fall in love with him. Could I'm gonna call it now? Might be the next Russell Wilson. Just throwing that out there. I think he's the next Jordan Love. I think everyone's going to be like, ah, is he really that good? And then he's going to get picked in the end of the first round. Uh, I'm calling that right now on Cam Ward. You you really think that? What are you? What's your thoughts on love? Very, 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 very quickly. Gotta go. Gotta go. Uh, I think he's young and still very raw, and he's improving, which is why I think he compares to Cam Ward because Ward is very young and still improving. And give him two years to sit, he could be a really good player. Uh, Jake says uh, Washington beats Michigan exactly how they beat you. Um, Oregon challenge. Uh, McCarthy's deep balls, press coverage, safeties underneath, stack the ball uh, box, invite the deep ball. Uh, McCarthy is discount Bo Nix. I actually agree with that last little part. I mean, that's a, you know, inflated stats. And then when he plays somebody and he gets challenged, he shits his pants a little bit. He, you're not cool unless you pee your pants. <laughs> is that a good way to end it? Thank you, Jake, for the super chat. Is that a good uh, way to end it? I think so. Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> you're not, you're not cool unless you pee your pants. My name's Miles Davis. See y'all soon. Peace. Peace.